or welcome to I Don't Care, the podcast. I'm not going to lie. You know what? Let's jump right into my I Don't Care. This week, my I Don't Care is setting <laughs> setting up to record the podcast because now I have to worry about the camera. So I can't just like set up, get cozy, and then start to go. I have a light blaring on me. I'm sweating. It took me forever to get this stand holding my microphone to not fall because the microphone is so heavy that it looks uncomfortable. It's not even where I want it to be. (sighs) And then I have to test the sound, make sure it's exactly how I want it to be. Did I mention the light is hurting my head? And the camera doesn't even look good because it's nighttime and I only felt like bringing up one of my lights, so the lighting is not good. And I said, "Fuck it. If I'm not even, if I'm not in frame, enjoy my wall." Like, and then you see the mess of my pillows over here. But if you really look, it's holding things together. And then if I keep banging into things, you guys are gonna hear the background sound. So, welcome to I don't care. This is a podcast. About any and everything. This week's episode is about my crazy ass dreams. Guys, I kid you not. I have the craziest REM dreams. It is like the things I think about are insane. It's like it's not even okay. Like someone should definitely give me some therapy on my dreams. What we are going to do is I'm going to tell you guys, as if it's a story time, the dreams. That was my dog, Luna, in the back, who just felt like having a random bark. So um, I love you, baby. Uh, Maybe she's dreaming. She's sleeping. So... I'm going to tell you guys my dreams like it's a story time. I don't even know if you guys can see my face because of this thing, but it's like we're here now, you know? We're here now. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to say the story, and then we're going to look at what my dream means, which I didn't prepare because I forgot to do. So, I am just going to – oh, okay, I can't pull that too far because – Oh, I see, I see. You know what? We'll deal with that when the time comes. I hate editing these podcasts as well. When there's like last week's episode, there was lots of editing to do. And now with the video, there's even more. Okay, tell me, answer this question for me. When I edit my video and the sound together, and I will match it perfectly. Okay, I will match the sound and the video perfectly together, and they're overlapping. So at that point, the video and the sound are the same because it's the same thing that's happening in real time. So I put them parallel together. And say like 10 minutes in, all of a sudden, my voice is mismatched to my video, even though in real life it's the same exact timing. And so then I have to cut it and move it over like a millisecond so it's lined up again. And I'm like, I'm sorry. Things are happening in real life the same time. 
my voice is coming out and I'm doing the same things and it's matching because in real life it's matching. I don't know. So I don't know why that happens. I don't like to do podcast episodes at night. I don't really like to do anything at night. Um, I'm taking my sock off because I'm hot. I don't like to do anything at night. At night, I just like to unwind and watch TV. I'm still watching Shameless. Um, I finished watching three series. Um, I finished watching The Midnight Club first. I would give that like a good eight and a half out of ten. It was really good. Um, it was just, it was amazing. And then I watched The Watcher, and I would give that a five out of ten. Strong beginning, very weak ending. I didn't know they were having a season two, and I think the setup that they had for season two was also poor. Um, So overall, I thought The Watcher was actually done not well. I mean, in terms of acting, that was brilliant. But in terms of story, they could have done so much more. They were, yes, following a real story, but they already made so much of it up. Like, it's not that, you know, they couldn't have found out who the, the Watcher was at the end or give us something. If I didn't, I thought it was a limited series, but I guess it's not. But they could have let us, they could have given us more. They could have made it more interesting. Um, yeah, I was really disappointed in it, but I was not at all disappointed with, it's called The Devil in Ohio. Oh my god. That was amazing. I'm currently now looking for a cult show. And there's like no cult shows out there. So I need recommendations on a really good cult show. Because I am dying to get into more cult stuff. And I don't really care to watch like real life cult stuff. Because it's usually in respects to honoring God and trying to go to heaven I don't want that I want like we're worshiping the devil kind of cult and that is why the devil in Ohio knocked it out of the park in terms of acting phenomenal storyline even better it was insanely perfect I watched it all in one night because it was just I couldn't put it down. I couldn't stop. Hey, baby, you're breathing really loud. So you're just you're breathing a little too loud for the podcast. Thank you, Luna. So damn, Devil in Ohio is brilliant. Um, I wish they had they would do a season two. It's a limited series. I wish they would do a season two, and I think they left it off. Um. It was a beautiful bow tie that they they tied it off on. But they did do it to where you could absolutely have a season two and have so much to do with it. So if you guys haven't checked out The Devil in Ohio or you've never heard of The Devil in Ohio, that's one that you just, it's a must watch. So I'm going to give you guys a story time of 
One of the most prominent dreams that I've had in my whole entire life. And then we are going to find out what Google thinks the dream means. Now, I'm going to put a little bit of a warning. If anything to do with death, terrorist attacks, heavy violence, very vulgar descriptions, this isn't the this isn't the story for you. Skip ahead. Um skip ahead. My dreams are dark. They're really really dark. So um yeah, that's not really this this dream that I'm about to say is the darkest one I've ever had, and that's why it's so stuck in my brain. Um is is because it's it was it was scary. It was a really terrifying dream. But let's get into it. So, I'm um, first off, this dream was a couple years ago now. So I don't remember every detail and Every time I tell it, I forget more information. So I'm just going to, it's going to be really mismatched and like out of place, but I can't really remember everything about it. So sorry if it's like out of order or just you're like, come on, that's, that's not a full story. Who remembers their full dreams? I remember big parts of it. So let's get about, let's get into that. So it first like starts off as a good dream where I was in this like weird basement thing with a bunch of people and we were having a party and it it wasn't my house in this moment but eventually it turned into my home. I'll talk about that later but right now we're having a party. We're having a blast. There's so many people in my house, this basement, whatever we want to call it. And all of a sudden, we hear a bunch of gunshots coming from outside. And I run to lower the music. And I peek outside. And there are these people just shooting, shooting everywhere. And so we turn the music off completely. We all duck, and that's that. And then um, all of a sudden, now it is it is my house. Like, it is this house that I'm in right now. And I know that my mom wasn't home and that my brother wasn't home. So I was trying to call them and call them and call them to warn them that there was something pretty serious happening um, and to be safe or to come home. And I couldn't get in contact with either of them. So I'm still trying to make sure that everyone is safe. So I remember forcing everyone into my garage because there's no windows, there's nothing in there. So I was like, everyone go in the garage. And I decided that I would not stay in the garage with everyone and that instead I would wait um, sitting inside on my steps right in front of the front door, ready to unlock the door and, and get my mom and my brother inside. 
And so I'm sitting at the front door, and there's gunshots everywhere. Um, see, now here's, I can't remember exactly why I went outside, but I did. I, I, I went outside. Now this is the part that gets crazy. When I went outside, I saw that the terrorist attackers, when they would finish killing everyone in a home, would then drag the bodies outside and lay them in rows on their front lawns. So um, the neighbors right in front of me, they had their bodies just outside the house, their dead bodies right beside each other. Everyone's was aligned. It wasn't that their bodies were just thrown outside on the lawn. They were nicely placed there, and it was pretty much their way of checking off that they've gone to that house and that they've killed everyone in that house. And so everyone kind of around me had their they've the terrorist attackers had gone to most of the houses around me and so i decided that i would steal some dead bodies from the houses around me and place it on my front lawn to make the terrorist attackers think that they had come to my house already so that they wouldn't so i do I take bodies from different lawns and I drag them to my house in perfect rows as if they had already come. And I remember at some point my mom and my brother did come home and that's when the attackers were coming back. And so I remember kind of rushing them inside and grabbing a weapon that I could um, and just kind of being ready to fight situation. Um, and that's it. That's, that's what I remember. That's that dream. But then I remember waking up and just, I was in, I was sweating. I was really, really freaked out. And the first thing that I did when I got up after like breathing and taking a moment was looking out my window to make sure that there there were no bodies on people's lawns. Um, I don't, even like, <laughs> it traumatized me, that dream, in a way that even now, years later, it gets, it freaks me out. Like, I don't even know. It was a fucked up dream. Um, I know it. I don't, there's no other way to, like describe what that dream was other than completely fucked up and um yeah I mean um I don't know if that was like a time in my life where I was watching tv where that was kind of happening um if anything I was watching that episode of Grey's Anatomy where um, where the hospital was being shot up, but I don't know if it was the same timeline, so I don't know what outside factors could have caused it, 
But now that you guys know the dream, let's look at what it could mean. So one random article says, there are a lot of reasons for having dreams where you may see a group of people or even yourself indulging in violence against others. Dreaming of terrorist attacks comes out of a feeling resentment which could come over you because of being left out or ignored by someone in real life. This leads to violent thoughts against that person and accumulates in terror dreams. The symbolism of a dream where you are attacking others means that you are frustrated with something or someone in real life. This frustration is giving way to dreams where you see yourself taking violent actions against somebody else. I'm not doing that, though. Um, let's see what this is. Another aspect of the dream where you see yourself doing violent acts, but I'm not doing violent acts. Ooh. Here it says, you may have gone to sleep with an obsessive um, obsession and fear of being victimized in your real life by someone. This fear of being taken advantage of will give... Um, will give rise to an urge to strike back at the person whom you perceive to be victimizing you. Again, it wasn't like anyone in particular, like even the dead bodies, they weren't they weren't actually people that I knew. Um so I don't know. I feel like it was just a random it was just a random terrorist attack. Maybe let me see. What does a random terrorist attack what does a random terrorist attack mean in your dream a dream of a terrorist attack may symbolize intense stresses with co-workers or work situations it suggests that the people or projects are taking you outside of your comfort zone by asking for difficult demands if you find yourself dreaming about a terrorist attack try to find a calm logical way to remove yourself from the topic or sorry, from the toxic people or task you um, can live a healthy life. I mean, if we consider my dream specifically at that time to be me stressing out about other people in work, that makes sense. Um there has always been that feeling for me of um, not being supported in my passions in life, in the things that I want to do with my career, um, specifically, 100%, with people in my family. So, again, they weren't in the dream, like the people I'm, I'm referring to being not supportive were not the ones in my dream but I can see that maybe I was having a harder night or maybe something happened and then I had that dream like it makes sense to me where it, that could be the reason um yeah uh one day I will get more into that whole situation but not yet one day. Not yet. Um, okay. Well, that is a crazy dream. Um, but apparently it's not a crazy explanation. 
just stressed about work and people. Ugh. I'm sure more people are having dreams about terrorist attacks then. Or maybe that website was also wrong. And I, um, you know what? I'm going to be a little more specific with my Google search. And I am going to say, what does it mean when you're dragging a dead body in, in a dream? Dream about dragging a dead body is tranquility, serenity, calmness, and respect. You are being overcome with emotions or in over your head regarding some situations. A situation or relationship has made you feel helpless. This dream signals uncertainty about what is ahead. You are ready to make a fresh new start. Um, those two explanations correlate so much. Um, the first one being kind of around... Well, what did it say? It literally said you need to get rid of the toxic people or something. Let me go back. A logic way to remove yourself from the toxic people or task so you can live um, a healthy life. Then the other one said, this dream signals uncertainty about what is ahead. You are ready to make a fresh new start. So for a very long time, in regards to those family members that I was talking about, I felt like I would be better without them in my life. And um, it sounds like both of those explanations were um, telling me that that time, that that dream happened, was really a, um, a time in my life when I wanted more than anything to start fresh. Um, to move on. So it makes sense to me. It really, really makes sense to me. And I hold true to that. Um, I don't really talk often to those members of the family. Um, and I've had multiple conversations. And some of them have not communicated with me. And if they want to build a better relationship they have to put in that work because I've told them how I feel and um the next step is theirs so um yes digging deep into what that dream means makes more sense to me now I was like what the fuck is someone gonna die what's gonna happen are they telling me that my life is about to blow up? So, no, it's just telling me that um, I was stressed about work and about, um, not about work, but about the, the things that people were making me feel. The things that people were saying were making me stressed out. And the topic of the conversations was work related so makes sense to me um also since i'm on the topic of unsupported family and family family isn't always um the right people for you and that's fine and that's okay and I, I'm, I'm really talking in a broad sense right now mom i'm okay mom i'm being broad right now 
Um, I'm not talking about anything in specific. I am just generalizing for the people out there. Family doesn't have to be your end-all be-all. Because what I like to say a lot of the time is if you have a friend who makes you feel bad about yourself, who makes you question your intelligence, who makes you insecure, who who makes you feel really bad about yourself, and then you feel even worse about yourself for allowing them to have such um to have such a a grasp on your life. And if that's just not your friend, if you don't feel like they are treating you like a friend should, what do you do? You drop that friend. You say, hey, this relationship is not good for me. It's toxic and it's bad for my mental health. Then you move on. And I believe that you should hold family to that same standard. If family members are making you feel down about yourself, if they're making you feel negative, if they're making you feel unworthy, stupid, dot, 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 that you absolutely have the right and the choice to no longer have a relationship with them. Blood doesn't mean anything if you are being disrespected and if you are if you're not okay, <clears throat> not okay. So what I'm saying is sometimes, and I'm about to quote Megan Trainer, your best intentions end up hurting me. I know we're blood, but this love is bad for me. Your best intentions end up hurting me. Megan Trainer, Bad For Me, such a good song. Let's move on to another one of my dreams. Now, this one has to do with murder, but it's, um, it's not, like, crazy like the last one. Instead, I actually am writing this dream into a movie, so, um... I've titled the movie, and it's going to be called Parentage. Um, let me give you an exact definition of what parentage um, means. Parentage, the identity and origin of one's parent. It's just, it's, it, um, I love that so much. And let me just clarify, the movie is not exactly like my dream. It's actually not really at all like the dream. Um, but it takes place where the dream takes place. And it has the same people that the dream has, just obviously actors and not my real family. Um, and then the plot um, is sort of the same. But obviously, to make a movie a movie, there's more parts to it. So 
the idea and the theme are the same. So pretty much the stream started with me and my mom at the nail salon getting pedicures. And we were like when you get pedicures, usually places have a TV on. So this place had a TV on and they were playing the news. And me and my mom were at the salon because we were actually going away on a trip the next day. So, um, yeah, we're getting our petties done and we're watching the news. And then all of a sudden on the news, it's like breaking news. Dun, dun, dun. And then it was like um, massacre happened at this hotel. America's Most Wanted Murderer is back for more. It was like something like that. And so pretty much what it was was this murderer who was notorious however many years ago was now back. And he just had a killing spree at the hotel that our trip was planned for tomorrow. And so I turned to my mom and I'm like, well, what the fuck? We can't we can't go on this trip now because Oh no, see, now that I'm telling the story, I'm like, what part is the movie and what part is my dream? Um anyways, my character was like, well, we shouldn't go on this dream. Um I'm sorry, we shouldn't go on this trip. And then the mom girl was like, okay, let me clarify something else. I am the main girl in my dream, and then the rest is actually my mom and and my aunts and uncles who are going to be in it. So, yeah. So, um, my mom was like, well, we paid for the damn trip. We're going. And they're not saying anything about the hotel being closed or shut down, so we're going. And I was like, well... Okay, then. So the next day we arrive and everything was normal. It it was as if there was no massacre. So we unpack. And it's a hotel, but it's more of like a motel. Like there's a lobby and then it's like outside motel. Um, so when we booked it, when we signed in, we were at, like, the front lobby, and the front lobby was really, really fancy, and then you go through, like, the inside, and then it breaks out to outside where all the rooms are, so, um, our room was right beside my aunt and uncle's room, and in between our two doors was a little table and some chairs, and our first night we were sleeping and then I I woke up because I thought I heard a noise, something woke me up and I go out and I started to like look out the window and all of a sudden I see like in the distance there's a big forest and at the end of the forest, or technically the entrance from where I was looking, was just this man staring in the darkness, just staring right into the window. And I made eye contact with him, and so I started to scream. 
because I I was very on edge of the massacre that happened and now there's this random man outside the window near the forest entrance staring at me and my brother comes up and he looks and he's like there's no one there and I look back and no one was there and I was like well well I'm not crazy what the fucking fuck so I go back to bed and I'm like okay Alexia you just imagined things then the next day we um we decided to play some card games um we decided to play some card games on that little table that was outside the door and it's me my mom my aunt and my two little cousins and my brother and as we're playing games this man comes walking past us it's really nice like other hotel guest comes walking past us and he's like um I can't remember what he said but I think it was something like hey you guys got to be careful you guys saw what happened here the other day keep your eye out and I was like ha ha see things are weird and they were like yeah thank you we will and then he's like uh and then he said something about the vending machine and then he went he left and he went about his day. And um, we're playing cards. Uh, and then it's like, who knows what happened during the day. And it's nighttime and now we're still playing cards or we're, we're just sitting at this table for a really long time and it's pretty laid out. And, um, and then we uh, decide to finally go to bed after a while. And... I wake up again, and I look out the window again, but this time I'm still in bed, and I scream. I scream when I look at the window, because this time, the man who I saw was right in front of the window. Like, right in front of the window, peering in. But here's the thing. The window is up. A, we were on a like a second floor, third floor level, and he must have climbed something or whatever because he was in front of the window. And I start to scream, and again my mom and my brother wake up, and this time they see him. And the man breaks through the window. And he goes straight for my mom and kills my mom. Then he's coming for me and my brother. And I remember I grabbed a lamp and I just smashed his head. And me and my brother went on to the, went out the window that he broke. And here's the thing. I don't know how he was looking through the window. I mean, it's a dream, so things happen. Because all that there was was a tiny little ledge, a couple inches, a couple inches long, um, not even a foot. Like your full foot wouldn't even hang on it. Maybe like half of a foot would work. And it goes all along the hotel, motel, whatever we want to call it. It goes all along there. And so... 
I am first, and my brother is right behind me. And the murderer is right behind my brother. And him, my brother and I are, like, army crawling. Well, not army crawling. We are, like, hugging the um, wall to, like, not die. And we're trying to, like, scoot as fast as we can to try and get to the entrance of the hotel. And I stop and I look. And I look past my brother to see the murderer. And he looks really, really familiar. I can't recognize him completely. I don't fully know where I know him from. And I get that, like, weird feeling. I'm like, I know you. And then I'm like, fuck it. I need to survive. I don't care if I know you. Let's keep going. And so we're trying to scoot, trying to scoot our best to the entrance. And somehow my brother fell off. And um, he died. He, he, well, I guess we were like a couple floors up, right? So he just like splat. And um, I look at the ground. I see my brother. And then I look straight at the murderer again. And this time I remember who he was. He was the random guy who stopped to talk to us about the vending machine. And about the, warned us about the murderer earlier that day. That's who he was. He, he was that guy who I thought was nice, but he was actually the murderer. And so I move even faster because I'm like, oh, fuck, I got to go. I got to go. I got to go. Anyways, somehow I get into the lobby and no one is in the lobby. It is dead. And I was like, because I thought I could get, like, the receptionist to call 911 or something. And now the murderer caught up to me, and it's him and I. He's trying to, like, chase me, and I'm trying to hide from him. And eventually I hide under, like, the reception desk, and I'm trying to call 911, but the phones aren't working. And, um... Then I see one of my cousins, and I run up to them, and they've got blood all over them. And I'm like, oh, my God, like, are you okay? And they're like, I'm fine, but everyone else is dead. And I was like, oh, fuck. Okay, well, let's go. I was like, we have to be really quiet, and we have to move fast, and we have to stick together. Anyways, we find this, like, room this empty, like, vacant room. All of a sudden, nobody's in this, like, hotel. It's just, like, me and my cousin. And I'm like, well, what the fuck? Anyways, um, I can't really remember how it ended. And I don't want to continue because then I'm just going to end up telling you the ending of the movie. Um, so I'm going to stop there because I don't know the real ending of the dream. But that one was crazy, and so I woke up with that one, and I didn't really feel, like, weird about it. I was just like, yeah, my intuition's right. I knew we shouldn't have gone on that trip, and look, everybody is dead. Um, But I actually had a really weary feeling. The thing that tripped me out the most about that dream was that 
we had met the murderer earlier and thought he was just a regular person, but he actually ended up being the murderer. I remember that. That is what really fucked me up. Not so much anything else, but but that moment. And so, um, yeah, I just I wrote a movie called Parentage, and it it's more than that. Um, and there's lots more character development than that. And um, obviously, the deaths are more intense, and it's a slasher horror, so it's fun. Um. Would love for that to be made one day, but I want that one to be like a bigger budget because, um, well, I mean, we need a hotel, so, uh, that, that's parentage, so I don't even know what to look up, look up for, for that one, dream about family being murdered, death of your loved one in your dream indicates that this particular quality that you possess is being transformed in some way. Um, this transformation is often the result of a major change in your waking life where you have to let go of old habits and welcome new ways of doing things. Um, that doesn't resonate about me with me. Oh, this one's entire family being killed. Explained. Some people are not close with their family and so have friends who they consider family. Family is very important to, s to the second most important aspect of a human life. As Maslow explains in his hierarchy of needs, family should provide safety, security, and love. Dreaming of a happy experience with your family represents your actual relationship with your family. You have a good family... Oh, um, you have a good relationship with them in which you feel safe and cared for. If you dream your family is in danger and you are needed, you feel like you are responsible for them. If you have an argument in your dream with someone in your family, it means that you are trying to suppress some quality you have for them. I did forget to mention that at one point in the dream, I was fighting with my entire family um, I was like, we are going to fucking die. There was a murderer here. Like, it was a big fight that sparked the memory. Um, and everyone's like, you're crazy. Just relax. You're paranoid. No. And I'm like, we are going to die. So I remember that happening. Okay. Here are some more possible meanings. Um, you are harboring anger and conflict. A lot of things happen. They leave you with scars that seem hard to get healed. This leaves you living in anger and resentment. No matter how hard you try to let go, it never goes away. Oh, God. That could be it. Oh, no. What did I press? Um, another one is you are trying to end an important thing. Murder puts an end to life. Sure does. Similarly, dreaming about a family member being murdered means that you are trying to put something to a stop. You have exposed, you have been to exposed to murder content. I mean, absolutely, I'm always watching murder stuff, so no shocker there. You are embracing transformation. You feel like a failure. Hmm. 
A dream about your brother being murdered. Your brother being murdered in a dream means that you are letting go of some part of you that you consider not to be serving you well. Interesting. Dream about your aunt being murdered. Dreaming about your own aunt being murdered indicates that some ties in your family are going to be broken. Your family is going to undergo some kind of separation. For a family to be strong, it needs these ties. So when you have this dream, then it means that the relationship between your family has become weak. Interesting. Conclusions. Dreams about family members being murdered may vary, um, may be very disturbing. You have to keep in mind the details that appear to you in the dream, for they do play an important role when it comes to interpretation. You also have to remember which family members got murdered. Well, they all did except my cousin. Um, that's interesting. So, again... That story correlates to family. We might have a common theme here. Um, moving on. Um, so there was this one time where my brother told me his scariest dream that he's ever had. And then, I don't know if it was that night or, or whatever, but eventually I had that dream. So we had a shared dream, and I'm sure my dream was a little bit different than his, but um, this one was mine. So we were having a camping trip in my backyard. My mom was staying inside. Me, my brother, and my dad decided to sleep in a tent outside, um, and I guess we were getting snacks and stuff inside and then settling up for the night. When this man with an axe came, and the first thing he did was behead my dad. And then, um, and then killed my brother or injured my brother. No, injured me. I guess I had this dream in the perspective of my brother as well because, um, well, here's the thing. Uh, usually my dreams are not through my eyes. Like, it's my mind. And I am, well, it depends. Some dreams I'm actually watching like a movie and some of them are through through my eyes. But for the most part, I'm watching my dreams like a movie. But my mind is working like it works in the daytime. Anyways, so um, now we're dead, and, and my brother's, like, trying to go get my mom or something. Um, but then we all die, except my mom, I think. I don't know. I can't remember the details of that one, but I do remember it being a shared dream with my brother, and that was very interesting. Um, let me search up what that one means. Let's learn what an axe in a dream means. An axe can signify um, that you an axe can signify that you're being rewarded for the hard work that you've put into a project, relationship, or other cause. Axes are also said to represent intelligence, great instincts, focus, and 
intuitive powers. Oh my goodness. It was a great dream then. <laughs> um, let's move on. There was this one dream, and it was like a two-parter. Because I think one night I had this dream, and then the next night I had another one. So this dream was I was in an airport with my brother, and then again, like, my whole family was there. Um, but they were kind of irrelevant. And so the, let me explain what this airport looked like. Cause it wasn't a regular airport. So, like, everything was normal, but instead of the planes being outside and then you going through the, like, little hallway thing that leads you to the planes, um, the planes, you actually took escalators down and they were, like, inside the airport, but in, like, a pit. And so you would take escalators down to get into... Um, to get into the plane. So I um I was on an escalator with my brother and it was also weird because the plane was there but it was also a school. Um you see this this is where it becomes a clear it's a dream. So there was like classrooms and stuff and I remember um having an argument with the teacher. And then I stormed out. I was like, well, I'm mad, so I'm going up this escalator. And all of a sudden, like, a bomb goes off in the pit. And my brother's down there. And um, I remember getting my family members and being like, Francesco needs help. Like, he's in the pit. We need to call 911. We need to help him. And everyone was like, no, we don't. We don't need to help him. And I was like, he's dying. Like, he's going to die. And nobody was helping. No family member was helping. Nobody was wanting to help. No one was concerned. And I was just, like, frantic and a mess. Because I'm like, he's, he's going to die any moment if we don't get him help. And nobody give a fuck. And then, like, the next night I had a dream where him, my brother and I were at, like, a pool and my brother started to drown. And again, like, I was trying everything to help him, but the lifeguards and the people around didn't care. They were like, we don't need to help him. He's fine. Like, there's nothing. Like, leave him alone. And I was like, he's going to die. And everyone was just like, well, it doesn't matter. And so I had those two dreams back to back, and I remember just being, like traumatized in these dreams because I'm like he is dying and I am doing everything I can to save him but nobody is helping me nobody's cares so I remember those dreams being really hard as well my dreams like to traumatize me <laughs> like and they do because they feel so real and so vivid and I'm feeling all the emotions that I would genuinely feel and it is so real to my brain. Like, my brain doesn't know the difference of when it's a dream and, and my waking life when I'm in the dream. So I, I wake up and it's just like I'm heavy and I feel crazy. Like, my, you know, because it's just my body just went through that trauma. My mind just went through that trauma, even though it didn't actually happen. 
A dream about your loved one passing away, especially your sibling, may indicate that there is a problem in your family, relationship, and dynamics. It is possible to perceive your anxiety over losing them or their departure as your fear of seeing them dead. Well, sure. Of course, I don't want him dead. And of course, it says that there is a problem in your family. <sighs> this is really screaming something, is it not? Um, yeah, I think I think I've. I think I couldn't, my dreams couldn't be making things more clear to me. Um, it's pretty crazy out here. Let me know if you guys have any crazy dreams. I know mine are insane, yet learning the meanings of them, like I s just said, it makes sense, and they all correlate to the same meaning at the end of the day. Um, but, like, I wish they could be less violent in telling me that. Um... But it was fun. This episode, I feel like I kind of said nothing. We'll see what even comes out of it. But thank you for listening. Guys, next week's episode is going to be the best yet. I literally can't wait for it. I, I don't want to spoil anything, but it's going to be a, bas a blast. Oh, my God. A blast to the past. And we are going to get into my old writing. As a child, my form of journaling. So stay tuned. Thank you for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed this chaotic episode. And I hope you enjoyed my dreams. And I, I very much hope that you dream happy dreams tonight when you go to bed. So stay tuned for next week's episode. Follow me on Instagram at I don't care underscore the podcast and at Alexia underscore DE underscore Stefano. Um, subscribe to the YouTube channel or press the like button on wherever you're listening, if you want, of course. Bye, guys. Wow.